welcome to Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. If you're new to this podcast, my name is Susanna Randanen and I'm your gold person in professional talent marketing. So the past two weeks I've spoken about storytelling. Storytelling is important for you to know because if you listen to this podcast now and in the coming times, you listen to this podcast because you want to be more effective and efficient in your talent marketing and talent communication. And uh, storytelling is actually the most effective form of communication there is that we can also use in business storytelling and in the context of talent marketing and employee branding. So in this week's episode, which is episode number 47, uh, I finalized this mini series uh, of about storytelling with the, this episode about how story actually works. So we're going to talk about the anatomy of a story and how story does its magic uh, in a business communication context, in any context, but obviously I want to sort of frame your mind into business communication context because we're not talking about how to write a script for a movie. So um, I've studied stories and uh, how to write stories and storytelling now for about, let's say, maybe five years, aside, obviously, my work. And um, the key ideas I've learned about stories and storytelling over the years have been these three. So one of the, the first key idea or the key thing it has been that what actually makes a story and what doesn't. Uh, the second one is how stories impact our brain, which is truly amazing, truly captivating. And then the third one is the importance of characters and conflict resolution in stories. So let me just explain myself. So what actually makes a story and what doesn't? So the use of this storytelling formula, there's many, many, many storytelling formulas, and essentially they all have, you know, the same elements, but then the elements that you would use in when you write a two-hour movie, you know, there's going to be tens of elements and, and repetition of specific elements. And then if you write a blog post or an email to a job candidate or a job post or a social media post, you're going to use much less of those elements. And some of the story formulas out there are literally made for screenwriting or writing a novel or something like that. And uh, they're very complex when you think about it, how to use that for writing a social media post, for example. But nevertheless, the story formula is critical in order for you to create that message or that content if you want to actually you know, write it in a way that, that, you, that it results in a story that impacts the brain. So there's numbers of formula out there. Some of them are logical more or less than the others, uh, and uh, therefore... You know, when you first start to study something like stories and how to, you know, implement the story logic into, you know, into your frame of mind, it's important to understand that if something that you Google for uh, seems to be just 
way too complex, then Google another one because there's many. So some of them are literally very complex. The other thing about how stories impact our brain. So I spoke about this in episode 45. And uh, as said, it continues to fascinate me every time I read about it, I speak about it, I think about it, because it's just quite amazing how, you know, the, the sequence of events that takes place in, in, inside our head when we hear a story as opposed to when we look at a bunch of data uh, that that has not been framed into this kind of format or when we when we read a any kind of piece of document that uh, has doesn't have the elements of a story and the third thing the importance of characters and conflict resolution it's especially critical when we use stories in business communication because uh, we must understand how to present the information, what makes the key message, and how can we make it relevant to a specific audience. So it is more common that we might even realize how little uh, what is seen as professional business communication or corporate communication, how little we actually pay attention to tailoring the key message, the key point of your communication to that specific audience. I would say that pretty much most business communicators or business communication really ignores the importance of the specific audience, the characters in the message and the conflict resolution altogether. And this is a finding that I use all the time in my own business communication, even though I may not actually use a story format in all of my messages. So when you actually learn about stories and how to write stories, uh, it doesn't mean that, I mean, even though I know how, you know, how empowering a story can be, I don't always use the the entire story formula. So I don't always structure my my communication or my messages into the story format, but I know essentially what makes a story and what doesn't. And therefore I'm able to use this this learnings also in my other communication to make sure that I try to like um, make it more relevant to the audience, to the recipient and then so that they pay attention to it. And if you are at all familiar to the uh, employer branding method that I developed, the magnetic employer branding method or vaikuttava työnantaja brandi metodi in Finnish, uh, you will find that there is the candidate journey, which starts essentially with, you know, winning attention. Let's talk about how story works. Now, picture a member of your target audience, of your talent target audience, in a middle of an empty room. And as you go through how story works, keep your mind and focus on this person. This person, this listener, listener must be at the center of your actions, your thoughts. Because story only works if it's about that person, that listener, that member of the audience. It doesn't work if you talk about yourself. Now, this doesn't mean that the story should not have elements of you, of your job, of the career opportunities, of your culture, of your business, of your customers, of your people. That it should, of course, when you want people to pay attention to your business, your employer brand, build your employer brand, of course, 
you want to use your business as part of the story. But if you write the story about you, it's not going to be relevant to an external person. So essentially, a story means and the talent, the talent that you want to win over needs to be the hero of your employer brand story. And that is at the core of the magnetic employer branding method. Talent is the hero of your employer branding story. First, you need to obviously have a clear idea about who this person is, who this talent person is, and what is their relation to the topic that you're communicating. Why would they be listening to you? Why did they come to this empty room? Why are they the only person there? What are they expecting to hear from you? What will make your message, your point valuable for them? Also, think about what do they expect to hear from you? Every time I'm asked to make a keynote, a speech as an event, I always ask who will be in the audience. When I then make the presentation, prepare the presentation, I ask my husband, if this is the topic, what would you expect to hear about this topic in my keynote speech if you were in the audience? And then I'll try to write my and prep my keynote based on like what the member of the audience might want to hear from me in you know about this topic that they know of uh, what is their relation to that topic and uh, what would be valuable for them to know about that topic so i don't talk about myself in my keynote presentations then you also need to make sense of that listener make sense of this person enough so that you can figure out what might be their emotional connection with this topic. Is this topic something that they are already excited about and they have very positive emotions towards it? Or is it something that they came to listen to because that's, that same thing has been bothering them, has been frustrating them forever, and they came to listen to you, your message because uh, they expect you to resolve that conflict, that negative emotional status in their minds and in their lives? And after that, you have to figure out how much does this person already know about this topic? Because obviously, if you're not talking to them at the same level of their sort of understanding and relevance to it, if you go like way too complex for them, they're going to switch off. They're not going to pay attention to you. And if you go like below their expectation, it's something that doesn't offer them anything new to think about, doesn't inspire a change, if they're already there, then they're also going to switch off. And after that, you formulate your message into a story format by using some kind of a story framework, story formula that you feel that is uh, the most uh, sort of uh, understandable to your needs and to your level. What a story essentially must do so that your story, your message, when it's being written into a story format, needs to provide the listener relatable message. They need to be able to see themselves in what you talk about. The, your, your message needs to challenge their mind to get those emotions out in order for that story to work. And your message needs to inspire them to act upon it. Otherwise, they're not going to be engaged to your message. When they walk out of that room, that 
that room that you're picturing in your head. If there is no engagement for them, if you don't call them to action, action then they're just going to walk out and they're going to forget about you. So essentially how the story works then. So as the listener hears your story, and when I say story, I don't mean that this is some kind of an imaginary tale that you were talking about. I'm talking about any sort of communication that uh, that you are talking or presenting to that person, to those person, people in your audience. You're just using a story formula in the way how you tell them this message. So it could be a keynote speech. It could be communicating the uh, new HR policy for your internal audiences. It could be a some kind of a, a you know an event where you talk about your company culture, or it could be a job post. It could be an email that you send to your uh, internal supervisors about the development discussion or whatever. So you're just using the story formula to frame your message into an order, into structure that makes sense to that person who is going to receive it or hear it or read it. And so that it, it's relatable for them, their ability, they're, they're able to see themselves in what you talk about. It challenges their mind in a positive way to, you know, to take action and they become emotionally involved with what you're presenting them, what you're proposing to them, because it makes sense and uh, they can vision in your message how this is going to make their life better. When the message is told from a story angle, an angle that is relevant to your specific audience, and it is aligned to their level of understanding, uh, what happens next is this rise of curiosity. So the listener will think, or even say aloud, tell me more. Now you have their attention. And as this story progresses, as your message, as your presentation is progressing, your listeners, listeners, your audience will, you know, their curiosity and their relatability to you in this message is just becoming stronger and stronger. And this is an area where in a business communication, we should try to inspire your audience to take action. So your story must have some sort of a clear call to action, what you want the listener to do about this topic next after they walk out from that room. So once the story is over, the action that you called for should take place. Your message was clear and it resulted in the listener to pay attention, become curious, become inspired to act and then act. Now, what I've learned that when a human being is introduced to a topic, a theme, uh, some, you know, information, a message. If our message is able to trigger emotions in the audience, in that person, then dopamine steps in and, and sticks this experience of that message in their memory. They're able to recall that much later. They will be able to recall that feeling that it was connected to that message and to that moment, to that experience. But they're also able to uh, recall details about this encounter in connection to those feelings. And if the feelings are negative, that negative feeling will be glued in their memory. That is, for example, how your company might 
end up building bad reputation. So if you're, let's talk, let's say we're talking about candidate experiences. If the, those encounters that candidates have with your organization as they apply for your job, as they call you to ask questions about it, how they're treated on the phone conversation or how they treat, how they're treated or, you know, how the dialogue takes pay, pay, uh, place uh, when they see you at a career fair, uh, how what is their experience when they come for a job interview, things like that, how they're treated, how, you know, when you tell them no, thank you, and how you tell it. All of this, uh, if they get a negative feeling during those encounters, then that negative feeling will be glued in their, in their brain and they will remember that bad, you know, that bad negative uh, feeling about your business. And that is how bad reputation is essentially built. But the same goes also when we manage to trigger positive emotions, then those positive emotions stick to their name, stick to your name, your brand, like a glue. So as an example, if the message that you uh, communicated evokes negative feelings like anger or confusion or hurt or boredom, or if the message evokes positive feelings like happiness, inspiration, you know, excitement, uh, curiosity, sense of accomplishment, these emotions will be glued into your name, into your being, into your employer brand. And oftentimes, businesses wonder why do we why do we have this bad reputation you know what happened why why do we have it we don't understand because we're so great it's because something caused it and that sticks to it like a glue so when you know we can be selective about the messages uh, we choose to tell or we can emphasize specific points in order to start changing that negative or positive uh, stigma attached to our being. But of course, you know, if the dog is what wiggles the tail, you know, is still pooping all over the place, it's, it's like trying to put a fire out without any water. So you can't fix a bad reputation with just messages if, uh, you know, those if those actions are still taking place that are seeding bad feelings, but you can emphasize positive emotions, positive encounters, positive experiences, and influence uh, your reputation in a positive way if, you know, obviously if your home base is clean. That's when you can do a lot with communication. I'm going to tell you what I've learned about the anatomy of a story. And I'm talking about a business storytelling framework because I'm not a screenwriter. I don't write novels or fictional, you know, books, long books or anything like that. So I've never studied storytelling from that angle because uh, what is relevant to me, what has been relevant to me is how to use stories in business communication. So the core components in a story for it to impact our brain, as explained in episode 45, are the characters. You know, there's the main character, also known as the hero, and then there are the, the, the supporting character, also known as the guide. And even though 
here I'm using the word supporting character. It is not an unimportant role. It's actually more important than the main character's role, to be honest. So you've got the hero and you've got the guide. You've got the uh, Luke Skywalker and you've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda. You have an enemy. This is another important character in a story. An enemy could be a person or another organization or the former supervisor or, you know, um, like a physical being, but it could also be an obstacle, a struggle, a struggle, you know, a really serious conflict. So the, the sort of a larger than a light challenge the hero is experiencing. And remember, the hero is always the talent and your job, your role as the uh, employer is to be the guide in your employer branding stories. This is the magnetic employer branding method that I've created. So this is how it goes in that, in my method. So the talent is the hero and you as the representative of the employee organization, the company as an employer is the guide. Then another important core component, core element in a story, business story is the plan. Then the guide you as the employer will present as a resolution to that major, larger-than-life challenge or conflict. And then what is important is that there is a vision. This is about defining the stakes. So there's the vision, what happens if the hero actions on that plan that you as a guide presented to them. And then there needs to be a, a vision of what happens if the hero decides not to action on that plan that you presented. And then we need strong emotions. There needs to be the fear of something bad happening or the frustration of that this is never going to be solved. I'm never going to have a better career. I'm never going to have a better boss in my life. I'm never going to progress forward in my career. I'm never going to get the job of my dreams. Uh, and this needs to be at the one end of the spe uh, spectrum and that inspiration and that excitement. If I succeed, how will my life look after this has been resolved? So the vision needs to have, needs to be so empowering that it will um, sort of, uh, you know, get these emotions out in that hero person. And the struggle is always so hard that the hero must feel that they're not able to survive without the help of the guide being you. Now, now, I know this sounds really, really confusing, really, really confusing. I just want to let you, and the only thing actually you need to know by now is that when we talk about business stories, when we talk about career stories, it doesn't, it isn't an actual story unless it has all these elements in it. That's the only way that it will be an actual story. So I want you to learn or remember from this podcast that story, one story is a really, really powerful tool for messaging and that you can learn how to write stories. But not everything that is called a story is actually a story. But not everything that you create as a message 
doesn't need to be a story, but if you really want to influence and impact the audience that you're trying to reach with your story, the best tool for you is to actually use a story as a framework for your message, and then it will consist all of these elements. So a well-working storyline uses relatable events, kind of an universal experiences most people can relate to. And what the story does, a good story, it organizes these activities, these events, into a logical sequence in our minds, keeping the audience on pins and needles because they want to hear more. Finally, if you want to succeed in business communication, put it into a narrative format or even to a story format if you know how to do it. So you need to own the following three things. Always choose the objective for your narrative first. The objective is the main point of your message, the point that you want to make when you communicate that message. Then make sure that you know what your audience is expecting to hear. So you need to align your message to the audience's frame of mind. It needs to be about something that they can relate to at a level of depth that is uh, understandable for them. So if it's too boring for them, if they already knew it 10 years ago and they're way past it, then uh, obviously they're going to switch off. They're not going to pay attention to your message. If it's too complex, which I a little bit fear that this episode might be too complex, it'll just go over your head. So if you right now feel that the episode, this episode is just going over your head and you're kind of like, I have no idea what she's talking about, then I did not do a good job aligning the points in this message to your level of understanding this topic. So, the, you know, this particular episode would not have been then the right episode, right message for you yet. You'll get there one day, but not yet. And then for somebody who is like an expert in storytelling, this could be like, oh my God, this is so boring. I've heard this a million times. This didn't provide anything relatable to me. Any, There was nothing inspiring for me to action on. And then if you've been listening to me for some time, also in, you know, in, in the years that I've been doing my Finnish podcast, you might be already closer to that this actually makes sense to you. So the third thing uh, that your narrative much, mu- must uh, uh, follow is that your message is not about you. It's about your audience. So unless you're really super well-known, like a really intriguing person with a strong personal brand, it's likely that your audience is not interested in you. They're just interested in what your message is going to, what value your message is going to give them. Now, of course, there's twists and turns we can link to movies and novels and, and, and so on. But probably you wonder, how does this relate to anything I do at work? How does this relate to talent marketing? And that is a bloody good question. So let me tell you. So when we use stories and narrative format in our business communication and marketing, we help the talent audiences 
literally connect dots between your message and their need, their desire, their conflict, their search of solving some kind of a career-related challenge or struggle or problem. While story writing and storytelling require you know, specific knowledge and the skill, we can learn a lot from storytelling and apply bits into business communication and talent marketing, even if we didn't actually produce proper stories. Now, that's kind of like baby steps, steps you can make or take towards learning more about the actual storytelling. Stories can teach us a great deal about how to get attention, how to gain trust, how to, you know, build up the drama, how to envision the, uh, you know, build that vision, get the target audience, the listener to imagine how working with your company or, you know, if you were talking to customers, entering into a business relationship with your business is able to help them to survive, to succeed to thrive as human beings. So when we summarize what is at stake, we aspire our audience to act. So it's pretty powerful to see your two options in front of you. If you choose to follow my lead, this is what your future will look like. If you don't choose to follow my lead, my plan, you're likely to continue to find yourself wondering and looking for you know, and you know how to fix it, how to get a better life, how to you know progress your career, how to find that amazing job. Most business communication is very factual, very careful. In our effort of pleasing everyone, we end up being so gray we disappear into thin air. Learning about storytelling has inspired me to focus on this emotional aspect of messaging, how to appeal to the audience's emotions and getting them to feel something. That's why, you know, the bigger the personality, the the stronger the impact. So it's much better to evoke emotions, also negative as well as positive, than being invisible as a business or as a person. When you want to influence other people to take action that you want them to take. If you want your ideal talent to apply for that vacancy that you have open, you need to make sure that your job post is going to inspire them to take that action to apply to that job. I have something for you on my website, www.modernemployerbrand.com. So go to modernemployerbrand.com and on the first page, on the front page, you will find a downloadable ebook. There's three items to download. This is the only ebook that you can download. I recently updated that. It's about business storytelling within the magnetic employer branding method that I've created. So I want to invite you to this journey of learning how to use communication and persuasive marketing when you create messages and content for the talents you want to inspire to take action your business needs them to. You can use business 
storytelling in emails for candidates or internal emails to your employees for a job post, blog post, social media posts, and so on. Now, that ebook is not going to teach you all that. It's just an invitation to the journey. It's like an opening of the door that I want to invite you in. So in that ebook that invites you to this framework that I developed, if you you know, if you download that, you read through that, make notes, take notes, write questions, ask me those questions. And then if you continue to listen to this podcast and read my blog post on that same website, you'll be taking baby steps into more effective talent marketing in my guidance. I will guide you how you're going to be the hero of your talent marketing. After this episode, in about a minute or two, go to www.modernemporybrand.com and on that front page, you will find the three downloadables, which one is that ebook. Download that. So I'm going to wrap up the story theme for now because I think that three episodes for now is enough. It's pretty massive topic. And I wanted to give you doses. And I hope that this wasn't your first podcast episode with me because I think that this episode is probably the hardest to understand. So you, you know, it probably pays out if you listen to the, the previous two ones first and then re, uh, listen to this one. But if you are getting excited about business storytelling, I want to hear about it. What do you think about it? Have you ever thought about stories to be used in business context in talent marketing context. So, you know, if you don't want to email me at hello, uh, Susanna at modernemployerbrand.com, then let's have a chat on socials. I am best available uh, for messages either on Instagram, talent marketing pro or HR underscore podcast and on LinkedIn. But then you'll have to find me, Susanna Rantanen on LinkedIn. Come back next week to building a modern employer brand podcast. I hope that we've had a chat before that. And let's talk more about, let's take more baby steps into building a modern employer brand for your company. So I'm Susanna Randanen and I teach modern employer branding and talent marketing communications to aspiring superhero talent marketing professionals like yourself. Moi moi. Thank you.